Promotional consideration for Growing Greater Philadelphia provided by Citizens Bank, KPMG, and the General Building Contractors Association. This is Growing Greater Philadelphia, bringing you the stories of economic growth, job creation, and business success from across the 11-county community of Northern Delaware, Southern New Jersey, and Southeastern Pennsylvania. Now, here's Matt Gabry. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for taking time to join us on this special episode of Growing Greater Philadelphia. It's special for lots of reasons, but mostly because our good friend and our great colleague from KPMG, Sean Hand, is joining us as our co-host. <laughs> I didn't realize I was making it special. All right, great. Uh, Thanks, you man. make everything extra special, Sean. <laughs> well, I love being here, man. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. And today... We're going to talk a little bit about engineering. Engineering is one of those skills that is always in demand, and it's an industry that really continues to grow. Yeah, I mean, I always wanted to be an engineer. It's like one of those things I always wanted to say I'm an engineer. Like, uh, I don't know if you watch Seinfeld, but George Costanza always says he wants to be an architect. That's like me, an engineer. But (laughs) I never never actually pursued it. But (laughs) if I did pursue it, I mean, I, I would be in a perfect region to get started. I mean, Philadelphia is a leader in engineering, thanks to our many high quality colleges and universities that train today's engineers right here in greater Philadelphia. And these are renowned programs, Sean, at Penn and Drexel and Villanova, Penn State, University of Delaware, and and many others. These are the engineering programs that are setting the stage with a focus on innovation and design and infrastructure and construction. And it's not just for the Philadelphia region. They are doing this and training professionals across the country and around the world. And the work that's being produced is truly mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. That's like an engineering term, right? That's a high-tech term, absolutely. It's the advanced classes. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you're so right. I mean, and the theme of today's show focuses on the entrepreneurs in the engineering space from high-tech manufacturing to sustainability. These individuals use engineering as a platform to create groundbreaking results. And first up, we had a chance to connect with Carla Trotman, who is part of the leadership team at her family-owned business in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania. Uh, It also happens to be a minority and veteran-owned electronics business. You know, generally when we think about a tech company, especially one rooted in engineering, it's not always easy to visualize what the work actually looks like. Right, I understand that. So, Electrosoft is an electronics contract manufacturer. So we manufacture electronics for other companies. We don't have our own product. Our name was Electrosoft because we would also develop the product and software. But as with most businesses, your customers will dictate exactly what you sell. Absolutely. And you evolve. Yes. Yes, we evolved. And and at this point, we have um, four product areas that we focus on. We do PC boards, the printed circuit boards, assembly work, cables, wire harnesses, which are just extravagant cable assemblies, and box enclosures, which are a culmination of the PC board assemblies, the cables, the wire harnesses, all in an enclosure box that will operate a large piece of machinery, usually industrial machinery. And as we think about those kinds of products, can you help us translate that into day-to-day kind of connections? Like, where would some of your work at Electrosoft be something that I or others may touch? So just to give you an idea of what we do, if you take an iPhone, for example, inside is a green board that has a lot of parts on it. There might be some small cables. And Apple does not create that here in the United States. They subcontract all of that manufacturing over in China. And in China, they have the drawings, the the material, and they put everything together for Apple. 
and they package it up and ship it for them. So we are just like that company in China, but we're based here in the Philadelphia area. We work with about 50 different companies in various sectors of industry, automobile, airline industry, well, mostly airplanes and defense. We've done products like the timers and landmines, for example, Mm -hmm. Patriot missile wiring. We've done a lot of different prototypes for companies. We work with engineers who are trying to work on projects that they need to push along, but they don't have manufacturing capabilities. So in essence, they send us the recipe and we put it together for them. And that's what we do for 50 different companies in the region. You come up with solutions that help them achieve their goal. Exactly. And you've been doing that for 32 years. So you must be doing something right. Yes, we've done it for 32 years. And like I said, we started with the software as well. But as we progress through that, we have become the solution providers because over half of our employees have been with us for over 10 years. Wow. And so a lot of knowledge was picked up through those, you know, 10 plus years. They've used that to help solve problems. They can even look at an engineering drawing and come up with the solution just by looking at it. They don't wait until they get into the process of building it. That's how much experience they've had. Right. That's really impressive. And it says something about the talent that's not only at Electrosoft, but that's here in the greater Philadelphia region. And one of the things I love about the story of Electrosoft, it was started by your mom and dad back in 1986, Jim and Sheila Wallace. Yes. And I love to hear, you know, kind of the seeds of how that happened. Now, I know you were very young at the time, and you may Mm -hmm. not have been around the kitchen table talking with them about this, but I know you know the history of the company and the fact that it's headquartered here in Montgomery County in Montgomeryville today is really impressive because you've been able to grow the company and continue to achieve success year over year right here in our community. But take us back to that inspiring moment that your dad may have had in coming up with the idea and then implementing it? So I think the idea was born by accident, quite honestly, because my father was a very talented student in math and science. And coming out of high school, he was offered a full ride at a state school for mathematics. But at the time, African-Americans, most of the positions that were available to them after college was in teaching. Mm-hmm. And while it's an, an, you know, an admirable profession, it just wasn't his calling. And he joined the military. And, while he, and this was during the Vietnam era. So while he was deployed, he met an Ethiopian man who mm-hmm. was an electronics engineer. And after his conversation with him, it inspired him to want to become an electrical engineer. Wow. So upon returning, he went to Montgomery County Community College, got his mathematics associates, then went to Penn State to become an electrical engineer. And that's what he did. He worked in engineering. He was the director of engineering and manufacturing for a large company. And they were acquired. And during that acquisition, they decided to get rid of the instrumentation department where Mm -hmm. he worked. So he took that buyout package and didn't know what he was going to do. But because he was a talented engineer and he had created all of these, I think it was blood analyzing equipment that he was developing, one of the companies called him and asked him, hey, can you make some of those cables for that piece of equipment you designed? And he did it on the kitchen table. And Mm -hmm. they said, these are great. Can you do more? And he said, sure. So he called up one of the ladies that used to work with him in um, the same company and they made more on the kitchen table. And they said, okay, we're going to need a lot more. 
So my mom said, well, that's great, but can you move off of our kitchen table? (laughs) So it went to the garage, and then it went to an incubator space, and then it grew from there. So it's like the accidental business. And the seeds of electrical engineering that your dad has, and that DNA is paired, maybe by accident, but they had to be present with the DNA of an entrepreneur. And, and he saw the opportunity there to not go back into the corporate environment, but to actually start something on his own. Yes. I think it was an experiment. That, that's what my parents call it. They, they were giving it that three to five year period that most businesses need in order to start making money. And within that three year period, they started making money. And it afforded my parents the opportunity to have my mother retire early. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, we've started to look at it as, wow, entrepreneurship is just an amazing opportunity for people to have a lifestyle that is not afforded to them in a corporate position. So my parents always preached that to us to be entrepreneurial in some way, shape, or form. And as you evolve in your role at the company at Electrosoft, you're also bringing with you experiences that you've developed over your career at at Penn State, at Drexel University. And then you didn't go right into the family business. You've worked in other disciplines as well that have allowed you to bring, again, some assets that are rounding out the Electrosoft family, if you will. Yeah, I had no desire to work in the family business because to me manufacturing is dirty it you can't make a lot of money in it you can't you know i'm of the mindset at that time like you know i want to make a lot of money i want to do these things i want to have a lifestyle that is extravagant and i went into logistics my undergraduate degree is in business logistics when i graduated i worked in supply chain for the gap i worked for ikea worked for another company that was purchased by Honeywell, and they made lasers and barcode scanning equipment. So that was marrying my electronics background and my logistics background. Mm -hmm. And also during that time, I started an online business because I had children and I had an uncomfortable pregnancy, and I was able to use my logistics background to put together an online store that would run as I was working full time. Right. And I learned search engine optimization. I learned about websites and HTML and social media Now, I'm building all these skills, and I'm realizing at some point, because my children are young, I don't want to travel anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be told what to do, because I'm used to that small, agile, entrepreneur, scrappy business sense that I was raised with. And I said, hey, Dad, I think I want to come back and take over, because you're looking towards retirement. And really, it was a great marriage of the skills that I had picked up, and I was able to implement all of the things that I had done with my online store as far as, like I said, search engine optimization and working with the website and really having an, a great marketing, online marketing image, right? which helped our company because in industry, they don't think about the website. They don't think about those types of things. That was just really an afterthought. Right. They just want the outcome, the right. product. Right. right. So it allowed us to shift. Yeah. So I want to challenge you a little bit on that just for a moment, because I I do very much appreciate the image, the perception that you had, as many people do, of the manufacturing industry as being kind of dirty and unglamorous. And Mm -hmm. I think what we've discovered is that, and one of the things that we at Select Greater Philadelphia focus on is business and talent attraction. And one of the pain points, frankly, is 
talented people in what often referred to uh, is referred to today as advanced manufacturing. Mm-hmm. And some would argue that all manufacturing is advanced manufacturing today, frankly, because mm-hmm. of the technology that surrounds it. And I'm a big fan of using the terminology of how do we make manufacturing cool again? Right. So that young people see it as a career where they can really grow and contribute. It sounds like you had a moment of maybe this isn't so bad. Maybe manufacturing is actually cooler than I thought it was. Did you have a moment like that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. When I started looking at some of the projects that we were working on and the companies that we were working with, and I I saw that not only does it take a high level of skill to do what we were doing, but just it was just a different level of thinking because we think about our customers all the time. Every time we make something, it goes into, it may be a, a piece of wire with a little lug at the end, but it goes into a million dollar piece of equipment. And so if that one lug or wire is not done correctly, that million dollar piece of equipment is junk. Right. So we always take very good care of, it, it was just this idea that everything we touch touches other people and that mindset was just very different from when I was working in supply chain it was just get all of these things from this place of origin to this place of consumption but this was about really touching people's lives in a different way and in our facility because it's electronics it's not noisy it's very clean and because most of the people have been there for over 10 years it's like a family So it was a different culture, different atmosphere, and I just grew to love it. Carla gave us a tour of their workspace in Montgomeryville, PA. It's located about 25 miles outside of Center City, Philadelphia. And it's really fascinating to see so many different projects being completed all at the same time. Now, for those of us who have not been inside an electronics manufacturing facility, there are really a lot of nuances to appreciate. These are special tiles on the floor, electrostatic discharge tiles, and there's a special wax that we have put down on it. So if you look around, people have heel straps on. Those heel straps dissipate static. Their jackets dissipate static. Their wristbands, their plug band dissipate static as well because if you touch static to a PC board, it will short the entire board. So it's for the protection of the electronics. Though it's really clear that everyone is intensely fixated on their detailed tasks taking place at these various workbenches spread across the shop floor, we can actually see and feel the warmth that defines many family-owned businesses where everyone is working together as a team to get that job done. Hey, Santosh, how you doing? Good. As we stroll across the clean, well-organized shop floor, we get the feeling of being in an extremely efficient garage. You know, one where friends come together to tinker with electronic panels, except instead of tinkering, these talented professionals are actually focused on meeting the intricate needs of their clients. Here, Carla explains one of the projects that they're working on. What we're looking at right now is a pick and place machine. What we do is we take the panel, we put it on this particular machine, and using the XY coordinates, we program where each part is supposed to go on the six panels. Carla, so when you meet a young person, whether they're at Penn State or Drexel or maybe even in a a high school setting or someone from the neighborhood, and they're talking about career growth, what kind of advice do you share with them? A lot of times I tell them that, well, if we're talking about career growth from the perspective of I want to do X when I finish school, 
I always tell them, spend time with people who are doing what you think you want to do. Right. Because you might change your mind. There are so many students that go off to college that first year thinking that they're going to be a nuclear engineer or doctor, and they hate it. And it's just not for them. And they come back and they're in a disarray because they've always been high performing. And I tell them, you really need to see it and experience it before you dedicate your life to it. But the best thing about our region, though, is that we have so many different positions that are highly skilled, high paying positions that you can get into without a college degree, like advanced manufacturing. And they send so many people to school. They will supplement the training and make it so that you have a soft landing if college doesn't work out for you. You can listen to our full interview with Carla Trotman to learn more about Electrosoft, its history, and projects. It's all online now at 1210wpht.com slash select. What happens when you combine engineering and sustainability? Find out next. More than 25 Fortune 500 companies call Greater Philadelphia home. For more information about businesses growing in northern Delaware, southern New Jersey, and southeastern Pennsylvania, visit selectgreaterphl.com. This segment of Growing Greater Philadelphia is brought to you by Stradley Ronan, a proud investor of Select Greater Philadelphia Council. Stradley Ronan has been recognized as one of the region's top mid-sized companies for charitable giving, volunteer opportunities, and philanthropy to benefit Greater Philadelphia. Learn more about Stradley Ronan at stradley.com or call 215-564-8000. Welcoming new neighbors to the community is part of who we are. It's the Philadelphia way. That's why Select Greater Philadelphia invites you to their annual Welcome to Greater Philadelphia cocktail reception. It's our chance to say thanks for making Philadelphia your home. Thursday, October 25th, an evening filled with meaningful conversations and new friendships. Register at selectgreaterphl.com slash events. Presented in partnership with TD Bank, one of the 10 largest banks in the U.S. TD is America's most convenient bank. Independence Blue Cross, a proud sponsor of the Select Greater Philadelphia Council. Independence Blue Cross is the largest health insurer of the Philadelphia region, serving more than 2.5 million people locally and 8.5 million people in 23 states and Washington, D.C. Learn more about Independence Blue Cross at ibx.com. This is a citizen's perspective on instant gratification. Presented by me, Terry Goggins, branch manager at Citizens Bank. Today, we live our lives on our phones. We can order food and have it delivered to our doorstep. We can request cars to come pick us up wherever we want. We can even find a date. And it all happens in a flash. On the Citizens Bank app, together with Zelle, you can send and receive money in minutes from just about anyone with a bank account in the U.S. Straight from your phone, too. And while some things on your phone, like your parents' Wi-Fi password, can be hard, capital T, lowercase c, 8, is that an O or a zero? Zelle is easy, the way sending and receiving money should be. Learn more about how our mobile app with Zelle can help you reach your potential at citizensbank.com slash Zelle. To receive money in minutes, the recipient's email address or U.S. mobile number must already be enrolled with Zelle. Only use Zelle to send money to people you know and trust. The Zelle Services Property of Early Warning Services, LLC. Wireless carrier text and or data charges may apply. Member FDIC. Citizens Bank is a brand name of Citizens Bank and Citizens Bank of Pennsylvania. This is Growing Greater Philadelphia. From the city to the suburbs. Stories about how our region is thriving and transforming. 
Okay, so Sean, when most people think of Villanova University, what do you think the first thing that comes to their mind is? Uh, I have three. Uh, Jay Wright, national championships, and basketball. (laughs) Exactly. And we and the entire Villanova community and our greater Philadelphia region, we're really very proud of that historic basketball program at Villanova. Basketball may be the initial draw around the country, but in fact, the academic arena at Villanova is equally impressive as the sports arena at Villanova. It seems like every day we are hearing about some kind of incredible program or cutting-edge research coming out of Villanova University's talented staff, faculty, and student body. And we got the chance to hear firsthand about one of these revolutionary interdisciplinary programs that's really changing the future of sustainability, and it's happening out of Villanova. Most of today's problems and challenges are rarely black and white. They fall in that gray zone. Carl Schmidt, he's a professor of practice at Villanova University's College of Engineering, and he's the director of something known as the RISE Forum. Here we asked Carl if he could explain what exactly RISE stands for and to offer a little bit more insight into this unique program. It's the RISE Forum, Resilience Innovation Through Sustainable Engineering. We're providing a leadership forum for Fortune 100 companies, many of them headquartered here in the Philadelphia area, to help solve their sustainability challenges. And and the way we do that is having grad students work on projects for them throughout the semester. They get credit for it, but more importantly, they get practical, real-world experience uh, helping solve some of these tough challenges that companies are facing today in the area of sustainability. So when you say they get practical, real-world experience, they actually go off campus. They leave the classroom, and they go into a company that's part of the forum. Typically, they'll work with a company. We'll set up a scoping meeting to map out the problem. Mm Mm-hmm get it uh, set for either a semester or two semesters worth of work. And the students work on the scoping, the objectives, key performance indicators, and faculty, like myself, help with the initial chartering of the project. And then we get out of the way and we let the students do their great work with the companies. They'll meet with them throughout the semester, regular project review meetings. And then at the end of the project, they'll make an executive presentation to the senior leadership team at the company, providing recommendations and solutions that they've come up with. Wow, that's great. And I want to learn more about some of those specific projects. But before we get into those nuts and bolts, I do want to step back for a moment because the the phrase RISE, acronym for Resilient Innovation Through Sustainable Engineering, that's, that's, a, that's a mouthful and it's a mindful as well. Only an engineer comes up with a, a title like that, right, Carl? But I do want to get into the term because we hear it a lot, but I don't think the average person appreciates the nuance of it. And that's the phrase sustainable and sustainability. And if if you could talk a little bit about that, because you have great experience in that area. Sustainability is not a relatively new concept. It's been around for a number of years. But essentially, if you're looking for a definition, and there are many of them. In fact, we could teach a whole course, a whole semester on the definition. But the official definition from the Brundtland Commission back in the late 80s, it's how do we meet the social, environmental, and economic needs of the present without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their needs? So if you think about it, environmental challenges, climate change, scarcity of resources, access to potable water, those are tough challenges that are facing society today, not only here in the States, but all over the world, and especially in developing parts of the world. And many corporations are are struggling to come up with solutions for their products and services, and how are they making the world a better place to live, not only for today, but for the future. And, And the way I crystallize it is, you know, I'd like my children and my grandchildren to live in a world where they have adequate resources to live comfortably. And that, quite frankly, that's not the case today in many parts of the world. So sustainability is really taking 
a long-term view of some of these challenges while also addressing short-term pressing issues. Right. One, one of the phrases we use at school is enough for all forever. Mm-hmm. And so as, assuming that you know, the world's population has enough resources to live you know, humanely, if you will, enough resources to go around and having a comfortable, adequate style of life. And that is a challenge in many, many parts of the world, even here in the U.S. I just think most important is going to be showing something a little different. Though it's summertime when we visit the campus, we found Villanova students hard at work. They're taking part in the Engineering Entrepreneurship Summer Institute, where students from diverse majors are challenged to solve engineering problems through a real hands-on approach. And we had the chance to listen in as the students discussed with their teams the various stages of development for their projects. And it's clear these young entrepreneurs are very invested in their work. Well, the, the opening video would just be showing like what the problem is and how we wanted to solve it, you know? So it could still be... So it could still have... Yeah, like it could still be, you know, if you didn't want to draw them in, it'll be funny or whatnot, but it's really just about demonstrating the value of our product. Carl, take us back to 2015, because my understanding is that's really where the seeds of the RISE program were planted. How did you and your colleagues come up with this idea to really develop an initiative that would distinguish Villanova and its School of Engineering from what other universities may have been doing as well? When I joined the faculty back in 2012, I retired uh, from Johnson & Johnson. My passion was always sustainability. And when I worked at a large worldwide corporation, we often partnered with academic institutions and graduate students, whether it be in environment or business or public health. Right. And we often found they bring a fresh, crisp perspective to many of the challenges that we faced. So on the faculty at the Villanova College of Engineering, uh, we put our heads together and say, why don't we create or develop a similar program here on sustainability. And that's how the RISE Forum came to be, resilient innovation through sustainable engineering. While there's many sustainability programs in the U.S. and and worldwide from university perspectives, ours is one of the few leadership forums dedicated to sustainability through engineering solutions, database solutions, and looking at business, environmental, economic, technology challenges, and through a whole systems perspective. And we tie it into innovation, which is so critically important to any business Mm -hmm. anywhere in the world. So we use the word forum, and many folks, when they hear that term forum, they think it's a a meeting or a gathering, like a conference of some sort. But in this case, while it's it's an appropriate use of the term, it means something a little bit different. You you still gather, but you do it in a little bit of a different way. So it's not a once a year kind of conference that people are invited to. It's, It's actually an ongoing relationship. It's an ongoing dialogue we have with the member companies. So we, we do have two uh, meetings a year, two forums a year. Mm-hmm. Where we bring together uh, industry executives, engineers, technical personnel, and have them talk about some of the challenges that they're facing. But they also get to see a compilation of some of the student projects that they've been working on throughout the past semester. So it's a conversation, a dialogue on their pressing challenges. They get access to top talent in this field. We also discuss and share leading research on the area. And throughout the year, we have numerous meetings with uh, the member companies on best practices and sustainability, which mm-hmm. they can share. And it's a, it's a win-win for the students and for the companies together. The students get practical application, real-world experience, solving uh, real-world problems. 
the companies um, get a fantastic value getting to see uh, new solutions to some of their challenges and access to top talent in this field. Mm-hmm. And you're going in with the students to work on some, uh, you know, what are commonly referred to as the consulting projects, or there's a problem that needs to be solved at a particular company. If you're able, share with us some of those companies that are part of the Villanova Rise Forum. So right now we have about 12 members in the forum, Mm -hmm. Um, Boeing, uh, not only here in the Philadelphia area, but out in Seattle as well. Merck uh, is a leading company, pharmaceutical, Comcast, FMC, Camores is joined the membership as well. So we have 12 to 13 members and a number of others joining. And we look for almost an industry-wide representation. We'd rather get one or two companies from each sector Mm -hmm. rather than a number in the telecommunications area or the banking uh, area. Right, right. So you're looking for diversity as well in terms of industry. Absolutely, absolutely. And the Villanova students who come from different backgrounds within engineering, it's mechanical, it's chemical. It's a truly interdisciplinary representation. So Mm -hmm. mechanical, civil, electrical, engineers, as well as a few arts and science biology science majors yeah uh, we, we even have a few MBA students joining the projects mm-hmm. and it's this interdisciplinary background I think that makes up the team membership we'll have anywhere from three to four students work on a project uh, typically chaired by myself or another faculty member and it's that diversified experience that brings together innovative solutions to some of the challenges the companies face how about if you're able to using you know very general terms unless you're comfortable sharing a very specific uh, case study that the team worked on and the problem and what the solution was so one of the our first companies boeing came to us with a problem they're facing in designing commercial aircraft uh, the triple seven and seven eight seven using composite fiber material to make the plane lighter weight which helps in fuel economy obviously But they had a challenge trying to find a way to recycle and reuse that material. There wasn't many existing markets available. So a team of engineers got together, graduate students with the faculty, and in a semester-long project, were able to identify new markets for recycling and reusing that composite fiber material. Hmm. The design engineers in Seattle loved it because they weren't aware of that solution before. So we're helping them solve a problem. Another example would be uh, Merck, one of our pharmaceutical customers, helping them look at the packaging that comes. Sometimes vaccines are shipped in the styrofoam containers, which aren't easily to recycle. Mm-hmm. So a team of students two years ago looked at the problem and came up with some innovative, different, more sustainable materials that could be considered for shipping product out to uh, consumers and use consumers. Comcast, we help them look at their reporting initiatives for sustainability and what are some of the rights key performance indicators and strategies they should use to communicate with our customers and shareholders. Here's what we're doing about the environment and sustainability in general. To hear how Carl Schmidt believes companies can attract top talent and to hear all of the stories featured on Growing Greater Philadelphia, be sure to head online to 1210WPHT.com slash select. Growing Greater Philadelphia is presented by Select Greater Philadelphia. We're a council of the Chamber of Commerce for Greater Philadelphia, and we're the business attraction organization for Northern Delaware, Southern New Jersey, and Southeastern Pennsylvania. We work to grow the economic vibrancy of our collective community by attracting new businesses and new jobs jobs to our neighborhood. Thanks to our investors and partners who believe in our efforts. Special thanks to program producers Elena Carmazan and Maricela Juarez and writer Samara Grizel and our researcher Steve Boucher. Learn more at selectgreaterphl.com and tune into our podcast at 1210wpht.com/select. 
This segment of Growing Greater Philadelphia is brought to you by Green and Spiegel, a proud investor of Select Greater Philadelphia Council. Green and Spiegel is a full-service immigration law firm that specializes in helping businesses grow in the Philadelphia region and nationally through global corporate migration. Learn more about Green and Spiegel at gns-us.com. Liberty Property Trust is a proud investor of Select Greater Philadelphia Council, redefining Greater Philadelphia's landscape for 40 years. Liberty Property Trust is a national leader in high-performance, sustainable, industrial, and office properties. To learn more about how Liberty can help your business accomplish more, visit libertyproperty.com. This segment of Growing Greater Philadelphia is brought to you by Comcast NBC Universal, a proud investor of Select Greater Philadelphia Council. This year, Comcast will open the doors to the Comcast Technology Center, a world-class workspace for the company's growing workforce of technologists, engineers, and software architects, and home to the new Four Seasons Hotel Philadelphia at Comcast Center. Learn more about Comcast at ComcastCorporation.com. This segment of Growing Greater Philadelphia is brought to you by KPM a proud sponsor of the Select Greater Philadelphia Council. After opening its Philadelphia office in 1908, KPMG partners and professionals have enjoyed helping Philadelphia's business community grow and flourish for generations. And KPMG looks forward to being a part of Philadelphia's continued growth and prosperity. Learn more about KPMG and the firm's audit, tax, and advisory services at kpmg.com. Distribution costs, workforce talent, ability to recruit, cost of living, quality of life. Greater Philadelphia has an advantage when considering key business factors. Find out why Northern Delaware, Southern New Jersey, and Southeastern Pennsylvania, the perfect place to establish and grow a business. Visit selectgreaterphl.com and tune in to the growing Greater Philadelphia podcast on Radio 